for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Welcome to Living Life. May the Lord bless you as you spend time in His Word today. What is your greatest need today? I'm sure if you ask different people this question, you will get many different responses. And in the midst of this COVID-19 pandemic, there are so many different needs that people have all around the world. Some people have needs for finances or to find jobs to pay for the daily necessities of life. Some people are in need of community because they've been cut off and isolated for so long they're feeling lonely, depressed, and anxious. Some people are in need of medicine or need to go to the hospital because they're sick, they're feeling uh, physically worn out, or they have other diseases and illnesses. Whatever your need, we all have many different needs. But above all of these needs, all of us, have one need, our greatest need, and many people do not even realize what their greatest need is. And there is only one person who can help us with our greatest need, and that is Jesus. So we will take a look at this in today's passage. So let's look at today's passage now. Matthew chapter 9, verses 1 through 13. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven, or to say get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat, and go home. Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God who had given such authority to man. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. But go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Welcome back to Living Life. In the first part of today's passage, verses 1 through 8, we will take a look at Jesus as the holy healer. So we see a demonstration of great faith in Jesus' power to heal. And we see how Jesus has the authority and the power to heal. Some men bring a paralyzed man to Jesus. And Jesus sees their faith and tells the paralyzed man, Take heart, my son, your sins are forgiven. But wait a second, 
these men brought this paralyzed man to Jesus so that he could heal this man of his physical condition. He's paralyzed. He can't walk or move. But Jesus instead first says, your sins are forgiven. So to the man and to this man, this paralyzed man, his greatest need was physical healing. But Jesus saw past this and Jesus saw that the greatest need he has was to address his sin condition. His greatest need was to be forgiven of his sins. Now the scribes, they saw this and they didn't like it at all. They thought that Jesus was committing blasphemy. And they're saying, does Jesus think he is God? How dare he? Only God can forgive sins. But Jesus already knew that this, was, this would happen. And he knows their evil thoughts and he's ready with a response. So he asks the scribes a very deep question. He says, which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven or to say, rise and walk? Now, both of these things are impossible for men, for human beings. But forgiveness of sins is a greater work because only God can forgive sins. We see that other can have the power of healing through the Holy Spirit. And Jesus, we see Jesus will empower his disciples later on to do healing and many uh, other great works. But no one except God has the power to forgive uh, sins. So Jesus uses this physical healing to set the stage and prove his authority to forgive sins. You see, the scribes thought Jesus was dishonoring God because only God has the authority to forgive sins. And that's exactly the point Jesus was trying to make. Yes, only God has the authority to forgive sins. So how can Jesus forgive sins? That's because Jesus is God. He and the Father are one. Jesus is God the Son. So Jesus is showing that he's not just some miracle healer, but he has the authority and power of God because he is God. Now, Jesus can forgive us of our greatest sins because that is our greatest need. The crippled man needed to be healed so he could walk, but Jesus saw that his greater need was to be forgiven of his sins. And in a similar way, all of us need to be healed as well. We all have paralyzed and crippled hearts, but only Jesus can truly set us free and forgive us of this crippling and paralyzed uh, condition known as sin. And we see in the next passage how Jesus is a friend of sinners. So Jesus calls Matthew. Now Matthew was a tax collector. And just to give you context, tax collectors were among the most hated people uh, during that time. So they were Jews who worked for the Roman Empire, and Rome was the occupying force during that time. And the Israelites hated tax collectors because they saw them as traitors, cheaters, and liars who robbed their own people and made their own people suffer. So uh, they were kind of outcasts and rejected by society. But then Jesus came to minister to sinners. He came to minister to those who were truly sick and needed healing. The Pharisees criticized Jesus, saying, how can you even eat with these sinners? So what they were basically saying is, you should be eating with people like us. You know, they were basically saying, Jesus, you are doing something horrible by associating with these low-level people and outcasts. You can just see their jealousy and their disdain dripping in their words. The, even though the Pharisees viewed the tax collectors and other sinners as ceremonial unclean, 
they were they didn't realize that they were the ones who were unclean. So Jesus responds that it is not the healthy who need the doctor, but the sick. You know, you don't go to the hospital if you're perfectly healthy. You go to the hospital when you're sick, and that is exactly why we come to Jesus, because we are all sick and in need to be forgiven of our sins and to be healed by His power. He is the only one who can restore us. So Jesus didn't come to call the righteous, but to call sinners. And the Pharisees considered sinners anyone who did not fulfill the requirements of the law. But they saw themselves as righteous. But in fact, they were the ones who were sinners because they were opposing God's will. So in today's passage, we can see several things. First, we see that Jesus has the authority and power to forgive sins, for He is God. He doesn't want to just heal us on the outside, but He wants to heal us on the inside. True transformation from inside and out. He wants to restore His people, and so we look forward to when Jesus will return again and bring forth the restoration of all things. We also see how we should respond when Jesus calls us. We, when Jesus called Matthew, he immediately rose and followed him. He forsook his former way of life, gave everything up to follow Jesus, and that is what Jesus wants of us too. He wants us to obey, give up our former way of life, and follow him. So, how will you respond when Jesus calls you to follow and obey him? Will you hesitate like the rich ruler who didn't want to give up all his riches, or will you follow the example of Matthew who gave up everything to follow Jesus? You know, Jesus calls us not because we are ready or because we are worthy. He calls us because he knows that he can use us for his glory if we obey and follow him. We become living and walking testimonies of Jesus' power to transform us from the inside out by His love and His grace. So, my hope and prayer for all of us today is that we answer the call of Jesus in our lives to follow Him, share the good news, and share the good news of forgiveness that Jesus gives to us. Is there someone you know who needs to hear this good news? Maybe someone who has been outcast or been rejected by the community and society. I want to encourage you to go to them and share with them the love and hope of Jesus, so that they can be healed and transformed from within. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your great love for us, and Lord Jesus, we thank you that you came to show us that you have the power and authority to forgive us of our sins, which is our greatest need, Lord. Beyond anything we need in this world, Lord, we need to be forgiven of our sins. So we thank you that when we ask you, you forgive us, you cleanse us by your precious blood, so that we can be white as snow. And we pray for all of us that we can follow and obey your calling for our lives to be your disciples, to be the salt and the light wherever you place us, and that we will obey you and give up our former way of life, but be renewed and walk in new life through you. May you empower us and equip us to be your、uh, channels of blessing and mercy to others. We thank you, we love you, and we bless your name. And in Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. Oh.